This week's parsha is Parshas Chaye Sarah. The Torah tells us in this week's parsha, the Avram Zaken Babayamim. Avram Avinu got old. Babayamim, he came with his days, meaning he was coming towards the end of his life. Vashem Beirach Es Avraham Bakel. And Akrish Baruch Hu blessed Avram Akel with everything. And there's many different mefarshim about what exactly this word Bakel means. Once on Cholomayet Sukkis, during the height of joy, the Vilna Gain, who parenthetically would be nifter on Cholomayet Sukkis, he was asked by his Talmidim, we know that Avram Avinu kept every mitzvah in the Torah, every single mitzvah in the Torah. So where is it Marumas in the Torah that Avram Avinu kept the mitzvah of Sukkah? How do we know that he kept the mitzvah of Sukkah? Obviously they were asking him this question because it was on Chalamayit Sukkot. It was in Yana Diyayma. They were in the uh, absorbed in the mitzvah of sukkah, and they wanted to know, how do we know that Avram Avinu kept the mitzvah of sukkah? It must be marumas in the Torah. Now, we know that the Gra knew everything. You could throw any question at the Gra, and he would answer. So the Gra says immediately, he says, well, there's actually a medrash that says exactly this, the Medrash says that Avram Beiraches Avram Bakel Zu Sukkah. When the Torah says in this week's parsha that Akrish Parcho at Avram Avinu's old age blessed him Bakel, Bakel means that he gave him the mitzvah of Sukkah. So that answers your question, and the Talmudim were happy. But the Vilna Gaon continued, and he says, "But it should trouble you how you know." From the word Bakel, that Akadosh Baruch Hu gave him the mitzvah of Sukkah. Where is the Medrash getting this from? How do you know that the word Bakel alludes to, of all things, the mitzvah of Sukkah? And the Grah immediately said the following. There are three major psukim in the Torah dealing with the concept of Sukkah. First of all, the Torah says, You have to dwell in a sukkah for seven days. Then the Torah continues and says, The Torah continues and says, That whoever, any citizen, meaning any yid, every yid must have a sukkah to sit in. Every yid has to sit in a sukkah on sukkahs. And then the Torah says, So that your future generation should know that I sat Klal Yisrael in sukkahs when they left Egypt. These are the three major foundational psukim dealing with the mitzvah of sukkahs. 
Basukas Teshu Shivas Yam, the mitzvah to sit in the sukkah. Kala Ezrach be Israel Yeshu Basukas, Laman Yedu der Esechen ki Basukas Eshapias Pne Israel. So the Gain says that those three psukim start with the letters Bez, Chof, and Lamid. Bakel. Vavram Zokain Ba Bayamim, when Avram Avinu got old and gray. Vashem Bereches Avram Bakel, Hashem blessed Avram Bakel. Zu Sukkah. Why says the Gain? Because Bakel is Rashi Tevis. Basukas Teshu Shivas Yamim, Kala Ezrach Bisrael Yeshu Basukas, Laman Yedu Dereisechem Ki Basukas Eshaptias Bnei Yisrael. I want to try to delve a little bit deeper into what this guy is really saying. Why Avram Avinu is Zeicha to have all mitzvahs, the mitzvah of Sukkah. And finally, what we can take from this medrash. Avram Avino had three major missions in his life. And all three were accomplished. The first mission that Avram Avino had was Amuna Bashem. The greatest contribution that Avram Avinu gave to the world was the fact that the whole world was steeped in Avedizara. They were bound down to idols. Avram Avinu would have been the easiest thing to do for him to also follow suit. This was the family business. His father was an idol business maker. He was, uh, we know famously that he had a warehouse full of idols. Avram Avinu could have very easily just joined the family business, gone along for the ride, made a lot of money, been very happy, living a very simple, a layup of a life. But Avram Avinu was haunted and really bothered by the fact that who created this world? He wasn't just satisfied drinking the Kool-Aid like everybody else and just assuming that the world had no creator, that some stone idols had some powers. He wasn't, it didn't sit well with him. And when he was a young man, or perhaps a young boy, he already started going out and exploring the world, pondering the existence of this universe. And he said that it cannot be that if there is a bira, that there is no bawa bira. If there is a house... There has to be somebody who built the house. There has to be a, a contractor. There has to be somebody that had a hammer and nails and planks and built it. You cannot just easily assume that if there's a house, it must have been here forever. It just probably landed from nowhere. Avraham Avinu understood that there must be a God, there must be a creator in the world. And as soon as he had that epiphany, as soon as he understood that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the universe, he was the Balabira. He set out in his mission in life to not only himself serve the Rabbi Nishleilam, but to spread this message far and wide that there's one God in the world and that we have a chiyav, we have an obligation to serve him and him alone. This is one of the Yisaitis of Sukkah. The first Yisait of Sukkah 
is Basukas Teshvu Shivas Yamin. For seven days, there's an obligation to sit in a sukkah. What is a sukkah? Why do I have to sit in this hut? The sukkah is a place, as the Svar Makadashim write, it has Sewa de Memnusa. It's the shade of Emuna. It's a booth that you're able to walk in and feel the Shekhinah and have an infusion of Emuna Pshuta that there's a Rabbi Shalom in the world. Throughout the year, we're living in our houses with roofs, and we're able to sort of block out the concept that there's a Rabbi Shalom. It's very easy to forget. You're living in a, uh, in a condominium in, in midtown Manhattan, skyscrapers with limousines passing by to and fro, with the lights of Broadway glaring. It's very easy to forget that there's a Balabira. Sukkot reminds us as we sit in the sukkah and we see the, the kaychavim, we see the rakia, we're reminded there's a rabbi and for seven days, this is a booth that infuses us with emunah. There's a great vart from the Pachad Yitzchak Ravotner that I love saying every sukkah because it's such a gorgeous vart. He says that if you look at the parsha of Mayadim, it says... Pesach, Shvua, Sukkot. Pretty much very similar things. And by Pesach and Shvua, it says something almost identical to Sukkot, but by Sukkot, there's a part of that Pasuk that's missing. By both Pesach and Shvua, the Torah tells us that you should go, you should go basically to Yerushalayim. It doesn't say Yerushalayim in the Pasuk, but it says, go to the place, meaning be Eila Regel three times a year. We have to be Eila Regel. El Hashem to the place that Hashem has chosen. Whichever place that will be, we know that it's the Har Maria. Torah doesn't say that, but we go to the place that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has designated L'Shakein Shemay Sham to be Mashra Hishchina, to to have his shechina dwell there. That's the lashon of the Pasuk by Pesach and by Shavuos. By Sukkot, something is absent. It says you should go, go to the place that Hashem designated, but it does not say that you should go to Yerushalayim because that's the place that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has designated. It doesn't say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has Hashem's shechina there. Of, of course he does, but the Torah leaves it out. Rav Hutner says an absolutely stunning part. He says, why did the Torah leave out to go to Yerushalayim? Because that's the place that HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose to be Masha Heshchina there. You know why? Because for that reason, if that's your objective, to go to Yerushalayim, because that's where you're going to be able to see Ashras Heshchina, you need not go to Yerushalayim on Sukkot. You know Why? Because every sukkah, you get the same exact experience. You could feel hashras, hashchid in every single sukkah. I could be sitting here in Kew Garden Hills, in my sukkah, and I could also accomplish that same objective of l'shakim shmei sham. I could visit the Rabbi Shalom right in my own backyard. So that's not the reason why the Torah gives when it comes to sukkahs to be Eila Regal. You don't have to be Eila Regal for that because you get it anywhere in the world. 
So the Torah just says, go to the place that Hashem not because of Hashem for that you don't need to go to your Shalim, you can go into your own personal sukkah. So sukkah is basically a time. You sit in the sukkah for seven days, you will be completely saturated and immersed and absorbed in Emunas Hashem. So Avraham Avinu's mission in life is personified and embodied by the mitzvah of sukkah. The second objective of Avraham's life was Hachnasas Archim, Chesed, and specifically Hachnasas Archim. Avraham Avinu was famous for the icon for Avraham Avinu. If there ever, if you ever look at sukkah posters or children's parsha sheets and they want to have a depiction of Avram Avinu, it's always the tent. It's always Hachnas the tent with four doors on it from each side. Avram Avinu was the greatest Machnas and of course his Hachnas was really, besides for the Chesed Shabbat, it was a tool to do Kirov when the guests would come in and thank Avram Avinu. He says, no, 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 don't thank me. Thank the person who gave me the food to give to you, and that's the Rabbi Nishayim. Baruch Avram Lekel Elyain Kaina Shemayim Baruch Avram Avino basically gave over to the Rabbi Nishayim, who is Machnet to the Rabbi Nishayim, the world, the keys to the world. Of course, Avram Avino understood that Hashem was already the Balabayas, but he wanted the world to understand that. Hachnasas Archim says, You're coming into my tent. But really, we're all in somebody else's tent. You think I'm the Balabayas, but I'm not. HaKadosh Baruch is the Balabayas. That is personified also by the mitzvah of sukkah, by the pasuk called Ezrach B'Yisrael Yeshu B'Sukkah. Every citizen, every yid has to have a place to eat on sukkahs. They have to sit in a sukkah. How do they sit in a sukkah? Not everybody has a sukkah. You have to invite people in. You have to be makari people. You have to, have, you have to make sure that people have a place the Gemara says, Ru'uyin Kal Yisrael, Lashavas Besukah Achas. Kal Yisrael could all sit. There should be room for all Yidin to sit in the same sukkah. That's Hachmas Asarchim. That's Avraham Avinu's mission as personified once again, as embodied by the mitzvah of sukkah. Whatever Avraham Avinu's mission was in life, his mission statement, here's the mitzvah of sukkah. Sukkah is showing the world that Avraham Avinu's mission was accomplished. And finally, the greatest accomplishment that Avraham Avinu had in terms of Klal Yisrael is the fact that he was the Baal Messiah. Avraham Avinu gave over the Messiah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of the Taira, of Aveda, of Chesed, of Achtusa Yisbarach, all of that he gave over to his children. He gave it over to Yitzchak, who gave it over to Yaakov, who gave it over to us. The Pasuk says about Avraham Avinu, the one thing that I really love about Avraham Avinu, says the Rabbi Nishlam, what do I love about Avraham Avinu? Avraham Avinu, there's so much to love. HaKadosh Baruch Hu must love him because he brought HaKadosh Baruch Hu back his world. Maybe because he was Mach Nesairach, maybe because he did all the mitzvahs of the Tyre, No. He adopted the main reason why I have such love for Avraham Avinu, says the Pasuk, 
because he commanded his children and his household beyond him to follow in my ways. The Messiah that Avram Avinu gave over to his children, to his grandchildren, to Klal Yisrael, that is the reason that HaKadosh Baruch had such great love for, for Avram Avinu. Rebellion Lapian, by the way, says that that's why the Akedah was such a hard Nisayin for Avram Avinu. Not just because he was going to lose his son, but because he was going to lose the Messiah that he wanted so badly to give over to his son. That was the major Nisayin for Avram Avinu. And that's also seen in the mitzvah of Sukkah with a Lamed. Leman yedu so that your future generation should know there's a Messiah. When you sit in a sukkah, what you're basically showing is that the Rabbeinu Shalom sat us in sukkahs when our great-great-grandparents left Egypt. On the way out, he made sukkahs for us, either sukkahs mamish or anani akavid. But this is Laman, that, so that you should be able to show that your children should know this is Avram Avinu's mission in life. So for these three missions of Avram Avinu, the mitzvah of Emunah, the mitzvah of Achnas Archim, and the mitzvah of giving over the Chinuch, the Messiah to your children, all of these are encapsulated in one mitzvah, the mission statement of Avram Avinu, to keep these three, this trilogy of Emunah, Achnas Archim, and Messiah, all of this was given to Avram Avinu at the end of his life. When Avram Avinu was old, Babayamim, Hashem gave a bracha to Avram Avinu, Hashem Berchas Avram Bakel. You accomplished your mission perfectly, Avram Avinu. I'm going to reward you. I'm going to give you a trophy. You know what the trophy that was handed to Avram Avinu was? I'm giving you the mitzvah of Sukkah. Sukkah is the mitzvah which shows the world what Avram Avinu did for us. Bakel is these three Yisaitis. Basukas Teshu Shivas Yamim is Emuna. Ki Basukas Heshapdias Bnei Yisrael. That's Achnasas Archem. Lemanyedu Dairesechem is the mitzvah of, of Messiah. All of that shows clearly what Avram Avinu did in the world. And at the end of his life, this was your lifetime achievement award, the mitzvah of Sukkah. Here it is. For all to see as people, as your descendants sit in the sukkah, they will always remember you and your contribution to Klal Yisrael and to the world. I don't think that it's a coincidence that we have something that we don't have throughout the rest of the year on the other Yom Tev, and we don't have Ushbizen. On sukkahs we have Ushbizen, that we have these special guests that come into our sukkah to visit, and the first night is Avram Avinu, he's the Yushbizen. Not only the first night, people think that Avram Avinu comes the first night and he doesn't come back the second night. The next, next night is Yitzchak and then Yaakov and we have one guest every night, it's not true. The first night is Avram Avinu, the second night is Avram and Yitzchak. The third night is Avram, Yitzchak and Yaakov. And then Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Meshe. And then Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Meshe, Aaron. And then Avram, etc. Every night is Avram Avinu. Avraham Avinu comes into our sukkah every single night. You know why? Because it's his mitzvah. He is the one that's shepping such nachas as Klai Yisrael sits in the sukkah. This is him. This is what Avraham Avinu was all about. Bakal. 
all of the Yisaitis that the Sukkah is supposed to bring us. Emunach, Nasasarchem, Messira, it's all from Avram Avinu, and he's with us in the Sukkah every single year, every single night of Sukkot, and every single day. Interesting. In this week's parsha, at the beginning of the parsha, it says, "Vayavai Avram lispay l'sara v'livkaisa." Avram Avinu comes. Sorry, men who died. Avram Avinu comes to give a hesped v'livkaisa and to cry for her. But there's a chaf ze'ira. The, the letter chaf of v'livkaisa is very small. The Balaturim says, "You know why it's so small?" Because there was just a little bit of crying. He didn't cry too much of Ramavinu. He was very, very muted, his cries. And all the Mepharshim scrambled trying to figure out what this Balatura meant. So I saw in a sefer called Meiser Rekeach that he says a very beautiful chap. He says, the Pirkadur of Elazar says that the Akedah took place on what day of the year? Akedah Sitzok took place on Yom Kippur. If that's true, so it took three days to go from Avraham Aminu's house to the Har Maria, and therefore, presumably, it took three days to return from Har Maria after the Akedah back home. And then it took a day to deal with Ephron, to buy the Maris Machpela, and then the Hesped was probably somewhere around Erev Sukkot. Maybe a, the day before Erev Sukkot or Erev Sukkot itself, but it's somewhere right there. If the Akedah took place in Yom Kippur and Sarimenu died right after she heard about the Akedah and then Avram Avinu came back, so Avram Avinu came home approximately Erev Sukkot. The Hesped took place Erev Sukkot. What do we know? We shouldn't know from it, but what do we know about the halachas of Avelos? That if a person, Le'elena, loses a karav before Yantif, Yantif comes, and it's mevatel the shiva. So if a person, Leolenu, if a person dies on Erev Sukkis, let's say, as soon as Sukkis comes, they get up from shiva before Sukkis, and there's no shiva anymore. Very difficult experience. I have a friend that lost his, uh, his father, Erev Yantif, I don't remember which Yantif, and so he sat shiva for a day or so, and then he had to get up, and Yantif came and it wiped the whole shiva away. There was no shiva, and you'd think, oh wow, he, he dodged the bullet. He didn't have to sit shiva for a week. He only got away with one day, but he told me that it was very hard for him, because shiva is a very cathartic experience. It's very, it, it sort of, uh, it gives you a chance to, to grieve and to publicly share your, your memories and have other people come and console you. There's a lot of psychology to Shiva. So Yantiv comes, it, it, it's mevatel the Shiva, there's no Shiva. Yantiv, the Simchas Yantiv comes and says there's no Shiva. You cannot sit Shiva on Shabbat, on Yantiv. You cannot, the Simcha of Yantiv washes away the Shiva. I was thinking, based on, and that's why he says, that's why it's a Chavsi'ira. Because he was, he was sort of, he only cried for uh, maybe a few hours, and he had to get up for Yantif, and there was no Shiva for Avram Avinu. So Vlav Kaisi, he, he had a very truncated time to cry. Sukkis came and was Mavato the whole Shiva. 
So I was thinking it could be that Hashkocha had it this way. Because Sukkis is the mitzvah of Ram Avinu. Avram Avinu had a mission to accomplish in life, which was embodied by the mitzvah of Sukkah. Like we said, Bakal is the the mission of Avraham Avinu to show the world there's one God, to be Machnis Eirech, to give over the Messiah, all of that, that was the mission of Avraham Avinu. Avraham Avinu did not have the luxury of sitting Shiva. Avraham Avinu wanted to be able to continue his mission. Shiva would deprive him of the ability to do all that, Sukkah of all things came was Mevatel the Shiva. You don't have time to sit and grieve. You have to continue your mission. You know, the great Mayor Schuster, who was famous for standing by the Kaisal Maravi day and night, being Makariv, hundreds and thousands of, of, Bali, of people that would be Bali Shuva. I don't know if anyone saw it. I think it was this past Tishabov. So Project Inspire made a video that, um, I don't know, I never, you know, when I was growing up, you were never supposed to watch movies on Tisha B'Av. Now, like, all I do all day on Tisha B'Av is watch movies. That's all, it's everyone, call yourself the one day of the year that I thought you weren't allowed to. Everybody watches videos day and night on Tisha B'Av. But anyway, that's a different story. But there was a great movie about, it's called, I think, Man at the Wall, and it was about this individual, Mayor Schuster, who... He was a one-man Kirov army, and they show different people that became Bali Shuba. Today they're from, you know, regular Haredi, you know, people with beautiful mishpachas and everything, and you know, they were backpacking through Europe and through wherever, and they happened to go to the wall. It was one of the stops to make, and um, this man who was naturally shy, that's the Chiddush of Ramea Shusta, he was a naturally shy person. He wasn't like one of these outgoing, you know, geschmacka guys that slaps you on the back. He was very timid, very shy naturally. But he realized that there was so much to accomplish. There were so many people, Jews, that were not from. And he had to do something. He saw, you know, tragedy. He saw the numbers and they frightened him. And he just woke up one day with this mission to be makar of as many souls as he could. And he stayed by the Kaisel, and he always would go over to like one of these people with that yarmulke, or the backpack young people, tap them on, do you know what time it is? That's how we would always like break the, break the ice with the conversation. The person said, yeah, it's uh, you know, 11, 13. And he says, uh, you know, are you Jewish? Uh, yes. Uh, would you be interested in learning a little bit about your religion? And many of them said, yeah. And he would steer them to, you know, Balichuva yeshivas in the old city, and uh, where they would be changed. But he was, he was one man on a mission, and he accomplished this mission with with greatness, amazingly. So the interesting story with him was that he lost Nebuch, He lost an eleven-year-old daughter, and. I think she was killed by an Arab motorist. I don't know if it was a terrorist thing, but it was. she happened to have been killed by an Arab uh, driver, and it was devastating for him. And here he was. He was, he was masked with her. And then he sent a Shaila to Rebel Yashiv. 
Listen to this shayla that he asked of Yashvin. He says, listen, I have a chiv shiva now for my daughter. 11-year-old daughter died tragically. Major loss for myself and my family. I'm brokenhearted. But at the same time, I feel that I should go back to the Kaisel and be makari of more people. He says, it's pikuach nefesh mamish. If a person is, let's say, sitting shiva and he's, he happens to be at guy and there's a, you know, a car accident right outside and he sees it, well, he's supposed to say, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sitting shiva now. It's pikuach nefesh. You get off your chair and you go and, and, and save lives. He says, there are lives being lost every single day by the Kaisel Maravi. I could pick off many people that I could change into bali tshuva. Pikuach nefesh mamish. Maybe not physical nefashis, but nefashis mamish. And he asked him, Yashiv, give me a heter, please give me a heter, that I don't have to sit shiva for my daughter, and I can go back into the trenches and fight, and be makari of many souls. Rebel Yashiv was so impressed by this Shiloh, Never in all of his years as being Paisagadar did he get such a Shiloh. That such a person would have such an intense passion for what he was doing. For spreading emuna, Achmasasachim, Messairah, the Avram Avinu standard of, his, of our generation. He was so impressed and he says, you know what, you're right. Technically, you should be going back to the Kaiso and being Makariv as you do, accomplish your mission. You should. He says, but it would look, if you would go there and everybody's waiting to be Menachem you for a loss of a daughter and you're not there because you're doing your Kirib activities, it would look like a, a milsa de tmiya. It would look like something very odd. It would make you look odd. And you're not expected to do that. You can't do that. Barbal Yashiv was so impressed by the Shiloh that he himself personally, even though he wasn't necessarily very close with Ramea Shuster, he went and uh, he broke his own personal seder in order to go be Menachem Avol when he did sit shiva. And I was thinking perhaps that that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu was sending the message to Avram Avinu. Yes, you lost Sari Menu, but you can't cry too long. The Bechi has to be with a small chaf. You have to minimize the Bechi. You know why? Because you have to get back into the trenches. You have sukkahs to accomplish. Your life's mission of basukkahs, teshu shivas yamim, kala ezach b'yisrael, u'manyedu derisechem, all of those missions that you have as your burning target, your, bo- your goal in life, you cannot let anything stop you. Even Shiva can't stop you. You have to get back into the sukkah and do your work. This is the Messiah that we have of Ramavino as we see on Sukkot. Sukkot is a time of celebration. It's the celebration of Avram Avinu's great accomplishments in life. When Avram Avinu was old, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him as a trophy this mitzvah of Sukkot because this is you. This is the concretization of everything that you have accomplished the mitzvah of sukkah. Avram Avinu, we see, we feel, we understand as we sit in our sukkah with him. It's an amazing thing. 
If I'm right, if this is really the pshat in this pasuk, that when Avram was old and he accomplished so much, Hakadosh Baruch says, "You are the mitzvah of sukkah." All three things that you had to do in life, you did. Look at the way the Pasuk says it. You would think that Avram Avini says, Thank you very much, I deserved it. It's a lifetime achievement award. I, uh, you know, I got it. Um, thank you, I, I, mission accomplished. Avram Avinu didn't look at it that way. Avram Avinu looked at it like HaKadosh Baruch was giving him the blessing of Bakal, meaning that all that he did with his life was not something that, who, I'm, I'm great. I did all these things. I brought HaKadosh Baruch Hu the world, and Muna Ba'ashem, Hachnasas Archem, Mesaira, Kiyadatulam Anashi Hashem loves me. I accomplished a lot. I could go, I could die now knowing that I did so much. He says, no. Whatever you gave to me, all of these great things that I seem to have done for the world, I'm not looking at it like that. I'm looking at it that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave me the bracha. He gave me this chus to do all these three things. It's not that HaKadosh Baruch Hu owes me something in return. HaKadosh Baruch Hu blessed me to be able to achieve all of these three things. The Chavetz Chaim, when he was very old, said the following statement to the Rabbi Nishayim. He said as follows. He says, Rabbi Nishayim, I'm old. He says, look at how much you gave me in life. You gave me this chos to write the Mishnah Burah. You gave me this chos to write the Shmir Salashen to spread the Isra of Lashon Hara, to publicize the Isra of Lashon Hara to the world, to make them aware of the Gaidel HaIsr. You gave me the ability to start a yeshiva in Radin. You gave me the ability to be mashpia on Klal Yisrael for this long life that I have. Tell me, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, now that I'm in my old age, before I die, what can I do for you? You did so much for me throughout my life, now let me give something back to you. Amazing. I would, if I was a Chavetz Chaim, I'd be like taking a victory lap at the end of my life. Like, this is amazing. I look at all I did for Klai Yisrael, pat myself on the back, wrote the Mishnah Bura, did Shmir Halashin, all the other Svarim, all the letters that he wrote to Klai Yisrael, all of the, the great accomplishments of a Chavetz Chaim. One man accomplished more than, more than maybe the whole dark combined. But at the end of his life, he didn't look at it that way. He looked at it, you benched me so much, you gave me all the ability, the schus to do all this, what can I do back for you? Give me something that I can now do in return for you. And I think that's exactly what Avram Avinu is saying. That Avram Zakin Babayamim, this is the end of his life, he's looking back on his accomplishments, all that he's done. Hashem Beirach Avram the way he looked at it, his hashkafa was, you benched me, you gave me this chos, you blessed me so much, you gave me the bakal, you gave me the ability to spread emunah to the world, you gave me the ability to have achmas you gave me the ability to give over Messiah. Now what can I do back for you? That's the way Avraham Avinu looked at life. 
there was a song that was based on a piyot. The song's, I think it's sort of not so popular anymore, but maybe 10 years ago, it was like the most popular song. And the words were, it's, I think it's from a, I think it's from a Kadman, the words. But the words go as follows. You are marbe your taivas, meaning you're speaking to the Rabbi Yisrael, and you say to him, You did so much for me, you bestowed so much good on me. You gave me so much chesed. You did so much for me. What can I give you back? Because everything is you, everything is yours, there's nothing for me to give you. Yours is heaven, even earth is yours. And we are your nation, we are your flock. And all we want to do is do your rotsin. This is the hashkaf of Ramavinu. What can I do for you? You gave me everything. You did everything for me. You think I did the mitzvah for myself? You gave me the tent. You gave me the food. You gave me the bucket. You gave me the tongue. You gave me the mustard. You gave me all of that was from you. You gave me the ability to spread the amuna to the world. You gave me the ability to have children, to have grandchildren, to give over the Messiah to. Now tell me what I could do for you. The chafetzim lasur soinach. I just want to do more for you. Tell me what I can do in return. I'm not looking at things at my accomplishments in life as being me, that you owe me something now. God owes me big time. I owe God for the ability to do this. Avram Avinu, when he was old, looking back, he said, you blessed me with Bakal. All that I accomplished was from your bracha. You gave me this ability. You benched me, and now I want to give you back something. There's a, a beautiful medrash in the Yikar Rabbah, Parachav Zion, Bez. Ruach HaKadosh Aymeres. The Ruach HaKadosh says, on a Pasuk in Eiv, Pasuk says, Mi Who beat me to the punch that I should pay him? What does that mean? What you deserve credit because you praise me, you daven to me every day three times. Oh, God owes me big because I wake up for davening everyone. Really? You owe God? God owes you. You owe God. Hashem says, you, I gave you the neshama back. You woke up in the morning, you have a, a, an ability to breathe, you have the ability to speak. Don't tell me that you gave me something by davening. I beat you to the punch. I gave you the ability to wake up and to speak. So I get the credit, not you. Who gave a bris milah? You think you, you, you're slapping yourself on the back that you gave your son a bris milah? Who gave you the son? I gave you the sun. You're happy that you put up a maca on your roof? You put up a fence over your roof so that people don't fall off? You needed a god, you needed a roof to have. I gave you the roof in order to build the maca. And then he says, Miosali You're proud of yourself that you had a sukkah, that you built a sukkah? He says, where'd you get the place? Where'd you get the real estate to put the sukkah on? I gave that to you. 
I gave you the sukkah. This is Avraham Avinu's medrash. Avraham Avinu understood that it wasn't me. The bakel, the sukkah, in all of its facets, in all of the beis, chaf, and lamed, it wasn't HaKadosh Baruch Hu owing me a thank you for all that I did. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave me the tools, the wherewithal, to build the sukkah. The sukkah mamish, and the proverbial sukkah of, of all of the mission of Avraham Avinu, Avraham Avinu understood that it's not me. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave me all of the abilities to do this. Never boast. Never feel proud of the fact that, oh, I accomplished so much for God and God owes me big. I could have done this, I could have done that, but instead I decided to be Shemr Shabbos, I decided to, 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 to raise my kids from, I decided to, to, to build a shul, to build the yeshiva, to, to, to be, uh, to be uh, a Makariv Rechaikim. HaKadosh Baruch is probably so proud. No, 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 that's not the way it works. If you do all those things, that's a schos that HaKadosh Baruch gave you. You owe HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the ability to do His rakhsin in the world. I'll pay you, but figure out a way first that you can make a case that you beat me to something. Because don't you understand that all the materials in the world were given to you by me. You're using them appropriately as designed, and that's great. But understand that it's me that's giving you the schus to do that. When we sit in a sukkah, we have to understand it's not our sukkah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave this to us. He gave us this chos to build the sukkah. It's almost as if the sukkah is coming down from Shemayim. We're sitting in the sukkah. We're supposed to feel, I didn't do this. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving me the sukkah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave me this, the ground to put the sukkah on. He gave me the walls. He gave me the schach. He gave me the nice sukkah. He gave me the food on the table. This is the mitzvah of sukkah. Sukkah is the understanding that I didn't do anything. HaKadosh Baruch Hu blessed me bakayal with the sukkah. Perhaps that's why there's no bracha of Shechianu on the building of a sukkah. All the Farshim says, what happened? Don't you have to make a, a bracha on, on a bracha Shechianu when you're building a sukkah? You're putting the schach up. It's a mitzvah sukkah. So, where's your bracha? And some say that when you make the bracha of Shechianu on the, on the first night of sukkahs by Kiddush, that's, your, that's also part of the Shechianu is going on. The, it's like a bracha of the building of the sukkah. But perhaps according to what we're saying, it's very gishmak. Sukkahs is the embodiment of this concept, it's not our sukkah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave it to us. Yes, we built it, but not really. HaKadosh Baruch Hu built it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu sat us in the sukkahs like he did, but when he took us out of Egypt, he made the sukkahs mamish for us. He made the ananiya covet for us. And that's how we're supposed to feel like, I didn't do this. You gave me all the materials to build the sukkah. It's almost like it happened by itself. So I don't make a bracha on something that I didn't do myself. I saw a great story. Well, this will end. There was a certain Baal Tshuva 
who was wealthy. He was a Chiloni, and then he became from, and he lived in one of this, these very fancy um, buildings, like a skyscraper in Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv, you know, every time you pass by Tel Aviv, if you're going to Tel Aviv, or you're going, let's say, to Bnei Brak, and you see the skyline of, uh, of, uh, of Tel Aviv, it's like there are cranes all over the place. They're building, you know, these high-rise, very fancy uh, buildings, condominiums. The apartments there, like, start at two, three million dollars a piece. It's like it's booming. Tel Aviv is like often it's like the most expensive city in the Middle East, almost one of very, very expensive real estate there. And you know, all the high tech people are there. And uh, so this guy was a chilun. He was living the life in, uh, in in Tel Aviv. And then he became from somebody chapped him, maybe or maybe just somebody chapped him, and he became started becoming from. And it was the first sukkah. Sukkah was coming up, and he wanted to build a sukkah. So he asked a neighbor in the building, what do you think I should do? It's my first sukkah. I'm excited to build a sukkah. They didn't have the porches there like they do in from buildings that you know that you can that they sort of layer them so you're able to build uh, without anything on top, a sukkah without any uh, any other porch on top. If you go to Williamsburg, let's say you'll see like a lot of they stagger the, the balconies so that you're able to build a sukkah out there. So what should I do? I want to build a sukkah. He said, Well, this isn't Venebrak. So it's not like a place you could just stand, like plop down a sukkah any, anywhere that you want, you know, and uh, you stip a sukkah like in the driveway or in the, uh, the backyard of the building or the side yard, the courtyard. You know, you can't do that. It's a, this is a fancy, uh, you know, this is a very fancy area here. You can't just, it's not, it's not a Hefker belt. He says, so what should I do? He says, he says, the only place you might want to build a sukkah that you could get away with it is on the roof of the building. Because you bring up your boards, you bring up your schach, and you build it up. Probably no one in the building will care about it. But there's one guy in the building who's known to be, he's Jewish, but he's a, no, a known, like, you know, he hates Haredim, he hates Yiddishkeit. He's going to be a thorn in your side. Be careful from this guy. And wouldn't you know it, as they were like, they went up to the roof together, and they were like looking, you know, where he could possibly build a sukkah, and all of a sudden on the roof steps this guy who hates Yadus, he hates Yiddishkeit, and he says, what are you doing up here? So, you know, the guy was an honest guy. He says, I'm looking for a place to put my sukkah. He says, you ain't putting no sukkah on the top of my building. Because I live in this building, I pay a lot of money, maintenance and whatever, and I, this isn't Bnei Brak, this isn't a Haredi place. You want to move to Bnei Brak, move to Bnei Brak. This is Tel Aviv. We don't build sukkahs anywhere, and we're not building it on the roof. There's no sukkah on the roof of my building. So he says, he says, well, you know, I, 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 uh, you know, I want to build it. So he says, well, you're not building it. It's on the roof of my building. I'm not letting you. He says, the only way that I will let you build your sukkah is if it comes down from heaven. If from Shemayim, if I see God bringing down the sukkah on your roof, on the roof of the building, then I won't give you a problem. But otherwise, watch out for me. Because I'm going to master on you. I'm going to snitch to the authorities. And you're going to be in big trouble. It's against the law. It's against the city uh, zoning and, and violations. And, and, and be, be, be afraid of me. The only way 
that you're going to be able to have a sukkah on the top of your building is that Mamish comes down from Shemayim. And he storms off the porch and he goes downstairs. And the guy says to himself, listen, I'm going to build a sukkah here. He says, this guy is not going to uh, do something illegal. He's not going to physically break my sukkah. He's going to maybe go to the police. By the time the police come and they file a report, they'll probably give me a week to take it down or something. And by then, you know, sukkahs will be over. Even if, he, even if uh, they only give me a few days to take it down, I'll at least get the first, the first, uh, the Yantavrishan Shal sukkahs, I'll have a sukkah. So I'm happy. He goes down. Now it's time to find material to build a sukkah. So he goes down, and there was another construction job very near his building, because like I said before, Tel Aviv is just booming with real estate construction. And he starts like finding like scraps in a dumpster, you know, some, some wood that was discarded, and a couple of, uh, you know, some, some whatever. He's putting together scraps, and, he was, and then he told... There was an Arab worker. He says, listen, at 5 o'clock, once you're off work, do me a favor together. We're going to take these pieces of wood and we're going to, you know, we'll carry it up. I'll pay you, of course. We'll carry it up to the roof of this building over there and uh, you'll help me build my sukkah and I'll give you a couple hundred shkalim. Everybody was happy. The kablan, the contractor who was building that new building, sees this, this Jew with the yarmulke talking to his, to his Arab worker he thought there was, the Arab worker maybe hurt him or did some sort of damage to his car or something. He comes over, he says, everything okay? What can I, you know, what, what's, what's going on over here? So he tells him, no, 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 everything is fine. I just asked your worker if he could help me at 5 o'clock to uh, put up my sukkah. He says, what are you using to build your sukkah? So he says, I, I found some scraps in your dumpster over here. I assume it's hefker, um, you know, some, beam, some boards and some two-by-fours, and I'm going to take it up. I'm going to knock some nails into it and build a nice sukkah. He says, you're taking... This guy was not from this, this kablan. He says, you're taking scraps of wood from a dumpster to build the holy sukkah? He says, chas He says, I got a shipment of brand-new wood beams, brand-new wood, uh, wood planks, like walls for the sukkah, it just came, I, I just needed it to support something, I'm part of my building, but they're brand new, not from a dumpster. He says, I'm going to put it together for you. He says, be up on the roof at 5 o'clock. I'm going to have my crane for my building construction, pick it up, and bring in, put it on top of the roof for you. So at, far, at 4.55... He knocks on that guy's door at the guy that swore that unless it came down from heaven, he's not going to let it be built. And he knocks on there. He says, come up with the, to the roof with me. He says, why? I think there's something you might want to see. And they say, he says, no, no. He says, come. And he schleps him up on the roof. And all of a sudden, as a sukkah is descending from Shemayim, like the guy almost had a heart attack. And he says, if a sukkah is taka coming down from heaven, you could sit in the sukkah all you want, buddy. That's what sukkah really is. Sukkah is the concept that I didn't build it. I didn't build it. Every sukkah is Yisrael. HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts us in the sukkah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us the 
the place to put a sukkah. He gives us the walls. He gives us the schach. He gives us the beams. He gives us the decorations. He gives us the table. He gives us the chairs. He gives us the tablecloth, the plates, the napkins, the cups, the spoons, the, the food. Everything is from the Rabbeinu Shalom. Ma'ashiv lach k'akol shalach. There's nothing that I'm giving you here. It's all yours. Vashem Beirach es Avraham Bakel HaKadosh Baruch Hu blesses us with a sukkah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us, as He does with everything in our life, He gives us all the raw materials. It's His sukkah, it's His world, it's His life. And this is all the Messiah, this is the Laman Yedu Dei that we get from Avraham Avinu. Avraham Avinu is the person that teaches us this Hashkafa Sachayim. The feeling that you blessed me with Bakal. You blessed me with all of the gifts that I was able to bestow upon the world. The Amuna, the Achnasis Archem, the Messiah. That was all from you. You benched me. I didn't do anything for you. I want to give you back so desperately, but there's nothing I could give you. When we sit in the sukkah with Avram Avinu, we also should have this feeling that you gave me everything. We should have this feeling of me, Hiktimani Vashalim. Me also li nasati makam. I didn't have a sukkah without you literally bringing it down from Shemayim for me. I, but I built it, a hammer, this, that, that's all. All of that is just Hakarishparchu's gift to me to be able to allow me to have this chus to sit in the sukkah, but it's all from you, Hashem. I believe this is what. The Gra meant by explaining that Avram Avinu had the mitzvah of sukkah alluded to in this pasuk with these three psukim. This is what Avram Avinu's mitzvah was, the mitzvah of sukkah, because this is who he was. And as great as that accomplishment was that he gave to the world, he always looked at it as if it was really Akadosh Baruch Hu giving him the bracha to be able to accomplish these things. May we be able to have long lives and at the end of our life feel like we accomplished so much but at the same time understand how it was all HaKadosh Baruch Hu being Mizaka us to accomplish so much. That no matter what we do with our life never feel smug, never feel too proud, never feel that HaKadosh Baruch Hu owes me but always understand that whatever you do for me, it's a bracha you gave me as chus to be able to give back, to be able to do for Klal Yisrael, to do for you, to do for the world. We should all be zeicha to have these hashkafas, to have these, the mindset of not entitlement, not what I've done for you, but what has done for us. Have a good Shabbos.